like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I am Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. So many things can go wrong when you're first getting into the BDSM lifestyle, especially if you're in an already established relationship and you want to add a BDSM dynamic to that relationship. Mistakes will be made, and that's okay as long as you learn and grow from them. Because this is going to take work, just like the work you put into that established vanilla relationship. Today's episode is called Dom Me, Damn It. So perhaps one of the most common complaints we get from submissives who are in marriages or relationships that are moving from vanilla to a power exchange is this. A common quote would be, I want to be domed and my husband or my wife isn't doing what I need. This frustration level with these new subs are experiencing is overwhelming and I'm pretty sure their partner's probably in the same boat. For many couples, this period of uncertainty can make or break the foundation of a healthy power exchange and any hope of changing the dynamics of their relationship. There's many factors that come into play when we begin to sort out the tangled nerves and these frustrations and disappointments. While every couple's different, we find many common threads in unraveling the problems of their budding master-sub alliance. Identifying the problem is the beginning of a solution and the purpose of today's podcast. Here are some of the most common past roles in a relationship. Probably the biggest factor in the failures of vanilla moving to kink relationships are past roles in the relationship or past identities. For years, the wife has worn the pants in the family and suddenly she wants the husband to take over. Her intentions are great, but her partner knows her all too well and isn't surprised when she barks out orders as he tries to exercise his newfound dominance. Sometimes it isn't really this obvious, but the results are the same. He is reserved about taking the reins because of years of being under her whip. Another prime cause of potential failure to make the transition is lack of knowledge. Both people in the relationship may want to change, but neither has enough experience or knowledge about the complexities of a power exchange relationship to take the first steps out of the bedroom. They find the sexual aspects very satisfying, but they seem to fall flat when they're dealing with the psychological aspects effects of changing their identities. You know, someone may love being tied up and having passionate sex, 
but they may dig in their heels when they're asked to fetch a cup of coffee for master. Reading about something and doing it are light years apart. That's why lack of experience is a common frustration. Both parties were aroused as they read a chapter in Screw the Roses or some other BDSM book, but they were left cold when it didn't feel like it said it would in the book. Didn't it say that the sub was supposed to like nipple clamps? Then why did it hurt like hell when their dominant husband tried them on them? experience in how to use toys and how to motivate the submissive's desire to surrender, that takes time and practice. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither will your power exchange relationship. Oftentimes, the frustration is moving too fast and expecting too much. It takes time to grow into these new roles and identities and years before you reach a point where you both can anticipate the needs of the other in something as difficult as a power exchange relationship. When someone tells you that they learned all they need to know about being a dom or a sub in six months, they're probably wannabes or they're role-playing on the surface. A dominant and submissive alliance takes time and work to build foundations of trust, respect, and patience to get to the 24-7 type of situation that you may desire. In the beginning, it's a struggle to maintain it for more than a few hours or days at a time. No one can go from vanilla one day to 24-7 power exchange in a week. Very often, the reason a relationship bogs down is fear. One or both in the partnership don't trust enough to move beyond the first steps. It might be a fear grounded in past experience or just fear of the unknown or fear of failure. Subs take note that more often than not, it's the dominant who has the most fear. Taking on the responsibilities required in being the boss or the leader is overwhelming to some dominants. They struggle with conflicts regarding failure or society's view of of the dominant identity or maybe fear of injuring you emotionally or physically or spiritually and nagging them to be or exercise their dominance won't help the situation. Another big one is growth differences. We all grow at different speeds and different ways and different time frames. Submissives jump into their roles often much quicker than dominance. It's part of their nature. Dominants often need to ease into things to check out all the possibilities, to feel secure in their position, and to um, form confidence in their abilities. Submissives seem to rush into it and throw themselves on the fire of martyrdom, especially with someone they already love and trust. So where do we go from here? I can tell you where not to go. Don't go to some online master instead of your partner. 
This is one of the most damaging things that happens in a marriage that tries to go from vanilla to power exchange. If you want your significant other to eventually be your master or your mistress, then direct your attention to them, not to someone outside the relationship. If you're already having troubles in your relationship, adding an additional relationship is not going to fix them. It's going to make everything fall apart. Not only does this cause you to have conflicting feelings of loyalty and fidelity, it undermines the confidence of your real-life partner. Trust is the essence of power exchange relationship. And there's little room for trust when a submissive is carrying on an affair online, whether physically or just emotionally, with another dominant even with permission from your significant other, you're likely headed for some serious problems. You're going to get conflicting information, conflicting expectations, and conflicting emotions when you try to serve two masters. Comparison of the two dominants is going to be inevitable, and it doesn't do anything but create difficulties for you and your real-life partner. Very few submissives can keep their hearts out of, uh, out of it and their emotions out of it between a dominant and a submissive. So don't fool yourself with the idea that you can play online or role play online and turn off that bond that develops between you and your cyber master when you shut down the computer. This also goes for offline playing at scene parties and groups. Focus your submissive eyes on your significant other. Start working on you and yourself before you try to work on them. Learn what being submissive truly means and put that knowledge to work within your relationship. Now, there's many ways you can begin to practice your skills while your dominant is testing the waters and not yet able to assume his or her eventual, eventual identity as master or mistress. Help build their confidence by deferring your decisions to them. Nothing, I repeat, nothing brings out those dominant feelings like showing your submissive side. Show them you're changing and you're willing to accept their control. Do it in little ways first, and then build up. In order to do this, you have to give up control first. Very few new dominants are going to wrestle the reins from your hands. Lay them down gently and let them alone. You're going to have to show your vulnerability in order to evoke those protective feelings from your dominant. Doing this isn't always easy, and the temptation to control the situation is a powerful urge for you to overcome, but you can do it with practice. Now, years of previous behavior aren't going to suddenly vanish, and neither are your significant other's reactions to their memories of past events. You're going to have to do some serious damage control to give your partner the courage to try to be in the driver's seat if you were the type who always grabbed the steering wheel. Don't expect them to take command from you if you're always the ruling partner. You're going to have to make this 
control a gift and place it at their feet. But unlike a gift, there are going to be some strings attached. You're going to have some expectations of them. So be prepared. It might take some time to gain enough confidence and trust to pick it up for fear of having it torn from their hands as it was in the past. Now, I know you're anxious to get started and those submissive feelings are bubbling over inside you, and, but you have some work ahead of you. Keep this in mind. Though it's probably an effort to make this succeed, you'll reap a lot of benefits that'll last a lifetime. As an added bonus, while you're while you're working towards this goal and you're developing your own submissive instincts and skills, um, look at it as a win-win situation. Count your blessings daily. You, you may not have the perfect dominant, you, uh, but you're much better off than those people who have a significant other who won't even discuss the idea of power exchange. Your partner is at least interested, so you're fortunate and you have a great chance to work on the lifestyle that you've dreamed of. Spend time learning more about the lifestyle, about the activities and the psychology of a submissive. Read books like Real Service or Slavecraft. Share what you've learned with your partner in a non-threatening way. A statement like, can I tell you what I read about submission today? will work far better than listen to what I read about what a dominant should do. The second statement is only going to build resentment and going to give them doubts about their dominance over you. Stop topping from the bottom. This is a phrase we use um, that originated in play scenes, but has since moved outside of just bedroom play scenes. This is a big one. It should be at the top of your list if you're guilty of it. It's basically manipulating your partner. A typical example is found in the statement, I told you not to let me get away with doing certain things. Tell me to stop doing it. You're taking control of the relationship by guiding how your partner will control you and when. A submissive's place isn't to tell a dominant how to do anything unless the dominant asks. A much better way to handle it would be say, I need to help. I need help, sorry, to overcome doing certain things. Is there a way you might be able to help me? You've shown your willingness to ask. You've expressed your confidence in their ability. You've been vulnerable by asking for help. And now you put the reins in the dominant's hands and you'll, you let them guide, you let them lead. Be careful about making suggestions or offering criticism. This is a twin sister to topping from the bottom. Avoid making suggestions during a scene or any attempt at taking control. Nothing can deflate a new dominant's ego faster than hearing I want you to tie my hands like this instead of what you're doing, or you're, you're, you're not spanking me hard enough. Do it harder. While this information might be appreciated at another time, it won't win you points, 
if you offer it when they're trying to practice their dominant skills. Wait for a better opportunity to give that kind of feedback. Uh, such as, I loved how you bound me when we were making love last night, and I'd like to try something that I, uh, that I fantasized about as well. And then go on with your suggestion if they seem receptive, or I found the spanking you gave me very erotic and I enjoyed it. I think I'm ready to try a bit more next time if you want to. And then tell them that you're ready, what you're ready for. You haven't belittled their attempts to take a dominant identity and you show that you appreciate what they did and desire to take it a little farther. Begin to start asking permission for things. A good way to spark a dominant's hunger for control is to give them a sample or two. One of the easiest ways is to begin asking for permission for simple things. One of the things that my submissive just automatically does is tells me where they're going whenever they leave the house. Ask to be excused when you leave the room or for permission to go to bed. Start using their title when you're doing it. Master, may I be excused for a few minutes? Master, Lord, Sir, Dominant, Dom, may I watch tonight? Or, Mistress, may I please go to bed now? These are just a few examples and whatever honorifics your dominant partner decides on, whether it's daddy, mommy, whatever it is, you just insert these into your questions. You've put the decisions in their hands. You've required a response and shown that you, that, that sorry, that they have control of whatever situation you've presented. Now, don't expect miracles, not at first. Many do, new dominants may seem to ignore your request because it makes them feel uncomfortable or it feels just like role play and, you know, may even feel a little foolish or a little forced. Sit patiently and wait for a reply and repeat the request only if necessary. In time, they'll develop a taste for it and it, it will be... Um, It'll be good. It, you know, just, just be patient. <laughs> Begin to ask for opinions and advice, simple things, and yet they can do a lot for building trust and confidence. Asking what outfit you should wear to work or how to deal with a problem with a neighbor. When you ask for opinions and advice, be sure you take it. You want to do some real undermining for their control. Ask what outfit you should wear and then don't wear what they suggest. The next time you're likely to hear, do whatever you want like you usually do. More than once, you have to smile when looking at something that doesn't quite match. <laughs> because you asked what you should wear, the final results of doing this are more beneficial to both of you. Simply don't match quite right. Um, your master will develop a better sense of color coordination as they go, and he, you won't have to decide what to wear because they'll pick out all of your clothes. Ultimately, you're not trying to impress everybody else in the world. You're trying to win the favor of your partner. And stop expecting to be forced into submission. 
It only happens in books, in porn, in abusive relationships. Submission is given. It's not torn from you. Quit bringing that bratty stuff, that next generation, new generation bratty stuff into it. In real DS relationships and power exchange relationships, being bratty often isn't tolerated. It may make for fun and interesting play scenes, but in everyday life, you're trying to act submissive. So act like a submissive. And if you think that you're not acting submissive because your significant other isn't making you submissive, you're deluding yourself. Save those fantasies about being forced to your knees to serve your master for your play scenes. Most of us have those kind of romantic novel fantasies and um, like to act them out now and then, but you can't live them and expect to be happy. Your submissive nature can't be fed unless it's a willing and consensual act of surrender. Submission means yielding. Um, accept responsibility for your successes and failures in your own submissiveness. A good dominant can bring out those feelings in you and help you go deeper and deeper into yourself, into that submissive mindset. But your submission depends on your own desires and needs to give and to please. Be patient. I want it. I want it now. It's not the battle cry of the submissive army. Waiting or learning to wait is a lesson that we all need to practice. It's not easy to wait. But pleasing your dominant and making them happy just might come from backing off a little, giving them time to grow to the level that you think that you've reached. Once they get there, you might find out that you're the one that needs to grow most of all. Most of the submissives that we know have remarked at some point or another that I used to long for the time when my master would really dominate me and now I have to struggle to give him the control that he wants. You have no ha idea how hard it can be to submit all the time until you get there. So don't be in such a hurry. You aren't ready for it any more than your dominant is. Be patient for both of your sakes. A couple more things. Learn to control your tongue. Controlling your tongue, knowing... Uh, until you have it under control, then they can't control your mind or your body at all. That little muscle can get you in more trouble and damage the self-confidence of a novice dominant faster than any single part of you. The tongue reflects the condition of your heart and your mind, so you train it well. It will speak literally the depth of your submission. Also create a home filled with harmony and peace. Make him the master of his own home and you have half the battle won. Find a special joy in tending to household duties that keeps things in order and builds a pleasant physical environment. Your significant other might be more likely to provide you with a safe environment for your submissive nature. We all respond to the things around us and Positive changes in your home 
won't go unnoticed by a new dominant who's checking for any signs that there have been changes in your attitude, attitude or changes in the relationship. They may measure their success as a master of the house by some very unlikely yardsticks. So taking care of your dominant's property can be very pleasant for a submissive. Remember, you are also part of their property, so taking a little extra care to make sure that you're well tended to will be appreciated as well. So there's no limit in the number of things that could go on this list. Every couple has special areas that a submissive can work on to give evidence of their devotion and love to the dominant in their life. A power exchange relationship is kind of like a garden. Um, it can only yield what you've planted, and it won't grow if you don't sacrifice to tend and to nurture it. You've never seen anyone open up a rose screaming, Bloom, damn it! And your relationship is no different. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for listening to this BDSM United podcast. If you are learning how to incorporate um, BDSM into your already established uh, vanilla relationship or learning to transition your relationship from vanilla to a power exchange, uh, you can find lots of different resources that we have available at www.bdsmunited.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. Be sure to share it. Maybe this struck a chord with somebody you know who's going through this thing. So share this podcast with them. It's been a joy talking with you, and I'll talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.